fans and writing fans and podcast fans and fans of the Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes movie, The Fan. Starring and fans of uh, Patton Oswalt's Big Fan. Yeah, and fans of uh, Fanny Flagg, who was a panelist on Match Game in the 70s and wrote the book that the movie Fried Green Tomatoes was based upon. This is the 25th episode of this podcast. That's a quarter of a century. If you're talking about years, sure. <laughs> it's a quarter of a century's worth of episodes, too. It's not. Say. Only if you listen to what a year. <laughs> Which I do not recommend. Actually, I, I do. I mean, well, sure, I, why not? You would, yeah. have no recoll- you would have even less recollection of the last episode than we have. Well, we keep track of things because we're putting together a... Script. Well, we're, we're keeping track of things. It doesn't mean we're we're looking at the records documenting what we're keeping track of. I suppose that's true. I mean, it's sort of like um, if like uh, oh, like people like who like work on The Simpsons or whatever. Like people like fans will come up to them and like try and talk to them about stuff on the show, and they'll be like, "Well, I don't remember that particular thing from that particular uh, episode." This sad story about a time you met Al Jean at a convention. No, I never. Met, I didn't meet Jay Kogan. And I asked him about John Schwartzwalder, and he didn't seem particularly happy with that question. <laughs> hey, do you want to talk about one of your coworkers? <laughs> yeah, just like I was curious. It's like, whatever, what else? Sure. He, he was doing his friend, who was the leader of a writing group in Los Angeles, I was in a solid by coming in to talk about writing and the writing process and the TV writing process. And I asked him a question about so, are all those stories you hear about John Schwartzwalder true or what have you? <laughs> And he did answer them. He did, you know, tell me, uh, you know, those various stories about John Schwartzwalder and also uh, including a fact that uh, I think, well, I, I believe John Schwartzwalder, uh, according to Jay Kogan, uh, owns a fair amount of Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> and uh, I think... Allegedly. Was, uh, I think, yeah, I think I'm remembering that. I also believe that Jay Kogan said, and if I remember correctly, that uh, John Schwartzwalder smelled terrible, which I mean, he was a like, smoker, so that would track. I think he probably just like, you know, always reeked of old smoke and, you know, he didn't seem like the most hygienic guy. But man, that guy could. <laughs> so you went to this writing group, a guy who uh, t- took the time to come out and visit you. You asked a question that didn't pertain to him at all. He proceeded to just talk a ton of shit on this guy, and then you just brought it onto the podcast. Uh, pretty much. Uh, cool. Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was a really rewarding experience. Uh, also, I met in that group. Great. I met in that group. I also met Mark Sherry, creator of uh, Desperate Housewives. Mm. Uh, I didn't have any questions for him about anything or anybody. <laughs> yeah, never... which, which member of the Desperate Housewives uh, writing staff did he talk shit on? Nobody. But we were not allowed to ask him questions about Nicholas Sheridan because apparently uh, Nicholas Sheridan was an actress in the show, and him had some beefs. That made it into the public eye. So we if, were, we if were, only they had that uh, kind of uh, discretion for the Simpsons talk. If only that guy had worked that into his writing group uh, contract. Yep, but he did not there. And then yeah, I could have asked him about you know many things. But I was like, I got it. I got to know about Josh Warsolder, man. I was going to also ask him about George Meyer. But I figured he didn't seem particularly happy with my Josh Schwartzwalder question. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to push the envelope here and ask him about another one of his former co-workers that is not him. I also did not ask him about Wally Wolodarski, his uh, co-writing, his writing partner. I guess they were a writing team on The Simpsons, 
who also his character, of course, his name, uh, Wal Darski, was be, was uh, the name of a character in the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, which was done in uh, by Wes Anderson to give a tip of the cap to Wally Waldarski, who. Uh, but yeah, Jay Kogan, I think his his dad wrote for a lot of sitcoms. He's a classic case of nepotism, so you know. <laughs> His dad was like a sitcom writer, and he became a sitcom writer, and you know the cycle continued. Uh, this is a circle of this life. Is, this is the episode that will prevent you from ever working in any any field regarding to entertainment at any point in your life. Oh, I I think the ship had you know mostly sailed on that already. I mean, uh, all which I mean I understand that sort of like. Uh, hinders the premise of this podcast the premise of which <laughs> yeah. that we're going to be <laughs> yeah it certainly does you certainly screwed us again yeah it's supposed to be like the whole bit is that we're uh bit ready to script bit that, uh, <laughs> excuse me uh oh yeah his father arnie kogan Ooh, long time writer from mad magazine uh he wrote for many of the top stand-up comics of that time including don adams some guy named morty gunty which seems like a fake oh he, he wrote for candid camera and he wrote for a lot, Mary Tyler Moore Show, uh, New Heart, Empty Nest, and Mad TV. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so this is so the this, uh, Arnie Kogan podcast, yeah, where we talk so about Jay Kogan's father, the late Arnie Kogan, a, a longtime and, you know, uh, established uh, TV writer who wrote for the Mary Tyler Moore Show uh, starring Mary now, Moore. Yeah, long time, long time listeners might confuse this for the part of this show where we uh, try to think of thirty rock jokes that we can't remember it entirely. Yeah, we're not to uh, that segment yet. In, in fact, this is a new segment in which uh, Chris just tells us some TV industry facts yep. and some and some TV industry hearsay. Yeah, it's our classic uh, segment, TV industry facts. Well, it's TV industry facts, so we're going downtown, going to... <laughs> this is that part of the podcast where Chris steals a joke from another podcast. Which has become sort of a reoccurring bit, for better or worse. And mostly they're podcasts involving Scott Ackerman, because he's, of course, a podcasting king. Uh, <laughs> mostly for the worse. Yeah. Hey, lock the gates. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, he's, now he's just pulling them out of the air. So this, this, uh, what is the show called again? I love called, the '80s. Oh, well, the Maritime Moore Show is more like the '70s. I do love the. I wish this. I did a podcast previously that was about the '90s. That was sort of like I love the '80s for the '90s, but it was a podcast, and it, uh, you know, so it, was a, it didn't have any Michael Ian Black on it. Unfortunately, we've been a lot more successful. Although Michael Ian Black has a podcast on Earwolf. Where he's reading the novel like Jude the Obscure, like uh, week by week or whatever. Uh, so that's what he's doing in the podcasting realm these days. So it's like you know Michael Ian Black's in the podcasting realm, uh, but he's doing that with it as opposed to what he used to do the podcast. Uh, Mike and Tom eat snacks, where him and Tom Cavanaugh would eat snacks, and I would see how long I could tolerate Tom Cavanaugh's personality before I had to turn an episode off. He was very uh, uh, aggressively uh, uh, energetic with his uh, sort of his whole podcasting persona. So a lot of yelling. Well, and... what, so this show is called Chris and Matt Write a Blockbuster. Yep. Uh, I am definitely not Chris Morgan. I am <laughs> no. Matt Shipkowitz. All opinions uh, there within from Chris Morgan's mouth only apply to Chris Morgan. Yeah. 
we should change this to uh, Matt and Chris eat snacks, and then it could be Maces, M-A-C-E-S. And, you know, it would probably be... Are you going to introduce yourself, or are you just going to change well, you, the name of the you podcast? you said who I am, basically. Okay. I mean, you said that you said the name Chris Morgan, and people are going to assume that Chris and Matt wrote a blockbuster that I'm one of those two people. Uh, I am, you know, I am the Chris of the Chris and Matt. My name comes first, because it's first alphabetically. But if we do Matt and Chris eat snacks, then your name can come first. And we'll do a podcast like, yeah... I'm eating, uh, like, uh, I'm eating a granola bar, uh, cookies and cream granola bar, uh, chomp, chomp, chomp. Not bad. What, and, then, and then I say, I'm eating an apple. <laughs> so we're going to be doing different snacks. That's, yeah, a, oh, yeah. that's a real uh, change of the genre. It's like, like if the Doughboys, like, uh, covered two different restaurants in the same episode. It's like Nick went to, like, could, could you? Yeah, could you imagine what kind of chaos that would create? Well, well, I mean, yeah, it'd be sort of like they're, uh, well, they're doing different things. It'd be different because, like, I mean, they've done episodes, obviously, where they cover multiple things, usually mm-hmm. during Munch Madness or, of course, during the Dolympics. But those episodes are chaotic. But, uh, you know, yeah, so it would be a bold choice. Uh, yeah, good old, that's, a, we could, that's another podcast that involves food. We could steal all the food podcast related ideas instead of doing what we do in this podcast, which is write a movie. Uh, oh right! Scene by scene, a blockbuster movie, the next big blockbuster hit, the next big movie. Hollywood's gonna come a calling. They're gonna be bringing briefcases full of money. And they're gonna say, "Wait, what's this you said about Schwarzwelder?" <laughs> well, Schwarzwelder, he's so out of the Hollywood picture at this point. Uh, you know, he uh, also uh, said he wanted to buy like a. a what is? I think he was gonna buy like a. He, wanted, he said he wanted to like buy like a. a a battleship just so he could say he owned a battleship and he was gonna like buy like a giant skyscraper and then like uh like demolish it or something <laughs> i don't know that's the, cool. yeah yeah he had a lot of interesting ideas he wrote many great episodes of the simpsons uh and he uh yeah yep he also he writes uh novels but he's not written a movie script so we'll be one up on him on that front once we're done writing seth christ colon ballistic yeah. reckoning this will show him. Yeah, Do you think that, that that's going to motivate him to finally write that movie script he's always been threatening us with? Uh, yeah, it would be great if he did that. Uh, it would be very interesting to see a John Schwartzwelder movie, what it would be like. Although I feel like, you know, not many TV writers break their way to writing movie scripts, but some do, I suppose, like uh, the lady who wrote The Heat. I think she also wrote the Ghostbusters movie, which is now finally being given back to the real fans by Jason Reitman. <laughs> Yeah, the original fan, Jason Reitman, as he's so quick to remind everyone, he was on the set of the original Ghostbusters, and now he and him alone gets to make a new <laughs> Ghostbusters. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, uh, that's usually how it goes with, like, a movie idea or whatever. Like, only one person, like, you know, tends to get to do it if it's an intellectual sort of property. It's not like, you know, like, uh, if somebody just wants to, like, make an Iron Man movie, they could do it. Although, Iron Man may be in this movie, and we definitely have Batman characters in it. But well, Hollywood will, sh- will you know, uh, figure that all out. You know, yeah, we'll leave it up to the lawyers. Yeah, that's that's what you know our Hollywood lawyers you know will be paid for. Once yeah, we-, we got them on retainer, and they're all going to yeah. be wearing retainers. <laughs> yeah, so that their teeth don't move after their braces are taken off. So their uh, expensive orthodontic works not all for naught. Yeah, when they and- kiss each other, which they'll also do, they're going <laughs> to yeah. get locked together. Yeah, one time 
when I was a kid, I was playing football, <laughs> oh, no. and I had I had braces, and oh, no. my 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 one of my braces got caught on a dude's jersey. <laughs> And it ripped, the it sad story of you being dragged around a football field by your I, teeth. I wasn't dragged or anything like that. Like, I, 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 you uh, ripped it. You ripped the teeth backwards. And the guy's pants fell off or something. <laughs> no, I made the tackle, and then as I tried to get up, I was like, "Oh, my tooth is stuck." And was then, this like, just all just a story to, to show off your football skills? I did not have football skills uh, by any means. I played hockey primarily. That was the sport I was. But I never, uh, I wore because I had a face cage on, so my uh, braces were, you know, not an issue during the time when I had braces and I played hockey, which was for what I would call a couple years uh, of time. And then, yep, but that's, so I'm saying is be careful with your retainers to our Hollywood agents. And be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because you uh, just might get it, and it'll be a monkey's paw situation. We should yeah. have a, a, a monkey's paw in this movie, because that would yeah. really shake things up. Maybe like the villain. Will Actually, that up. reminds me of uh, this next scene that features the uh, semi missing from the film Jane Doe. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, look. Yeah, sure. We introduced to be like the love huh? interest of, uh, you know, Seth Christ, but they've done, they've been apart for now for, I think, more hey, than they've been together. Distance only makes the heart go fonder. It's true. If you love something, set it free. Et cetera, uh, et cetera. Which is why um, uh, Seth <laughs> Christ was set, well, he wasn't set free. He got himself free uh, from the clutches of the WNBA. But yeah, Jane Doe, she's... Uh, so you could Noah say Seth- the WNBA loved Seth Christ, and that's why they loved him. <laughs> yeah, they loved him, you know. It's like they one loved- of those classic things. It's like, you know, it's like when you're like a kid, it's like you, when you're like mean to somebody, it's because you have a crush on them or because you're a dead-eyed sociopath who just wants to hurt people and make them unhappy. One or the other. I but, mean, uh, I know what that's all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, uh, but like, yeah, maybe it's like, you know, that's the thing. It's like the WNBA, just, they just want, they just want Seth's attention. They only act out because they want Seth's love, which is a quote from 30 Rock, uh, but it's delivered by... Oh, was, um, was, this, a, was this a quick, equi- a quick equi- dive into yeah. our segment, remembering 30 Rock jokes? Yeah, but that one I got exactly right line-wise, because, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't, it was only partial because... Uh, Jack Donaghy says that, but it's when he's doing his impression of uh, Tracy Jordan, like he's like doing like the one man show or whatever. <laughs> when I when I when I was in college uh, mm-hmm. and Twitter uh, was starting to become big, I read mm-hmm. a quote from a tweet by Tina Fey that said, "At five a.m., is it too early for nachos?" And man, did I think it was funny. I was like, "Wow, Twitter is so great. People are so funny on it." <laughs> Only to find out years later that it was just a Tina Fey parody account yep. and that she has never tweeted. Yep. <laughs> that's true. I was gonna say, well, I was gonna. I, I was a gonna, sad story about realizing Santa Claus isn't real. I was, I was gonna break your heart on that one if you hadn't said that because, like, oh, I got bad news for you. Tina but Faye. I mean, I mean, could you imagine uh, learning that that Tina Fey didn't write the joke? Is it too early for nachos? <laughs> yeah, was it the uh, uh, Tina Fey parody account where the like uh, the avatar was like a hamburger? Yeah, I don't know. Because that's not what I saw, but I knew it wasn't real. Do you remember like, that tweet? Did you ever see that tweet? It's uh, maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard. All I know is that uh, that Bazooka Joe used to have a Twitter account, but they <laughs> took it down. And it made me sad because I, I kept tweeting about how I wanted to take over the account and run the social media for Bazooka Joe. 
but they took their account down. Do you no think that uh, there's a, somewhere a comic where uh, Bazooka Joe has his Twitter account uh, taken away and he, t- he does a little flip? Does he flip? I thought it was Mort that flipped. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe they both flip. Uh, they always they, flip. They, they flip my, their wigs. My grandma would always give me Bazooka Joe comics that she got for, or Bazooka Joe gum that she got from, I guess, some sort of like... Uh, Hebrew market, some sort of mm. Jewish foods market, because it was always in Hebrew. So you would try to read the comics, <laughs> and not you—you you couldn't read it because I didn't understand Hebrew. Yeah. And also, there were no vowels. Mm, that would be. So it was but, like reading but, the. It was basically like reading the Torah. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Now, is Hebrew one <laughs> yes, of those? Yes, indeed. <laughs> is Hebrew one of those languages that you read from right to left? Mm, yes. So was the comics like done backwards too, where you would yes. Rec- oh, oh wait, I don't think so. Because <laughs> that'd be interesting if it was like like the 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 last like one was first. Well, the last was first. The first was last. They're like reading like the comic like in the. I don't know why that'd be the case. It doesn't make any. But like. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, he, all of the characters walk on the ceiling, and <laughs> um, they all uh, uh, drink food and eat drinks. So, uh, the scene starts with the Jane Doe. Oh, yeah, she, and, oh, yeah. Just so, a bunch of bazooka Joe bubblegum in the mouth. Yeah. Out. And then her she's sister walks out. in and says, hey, you got a package. And she says, hey, come on in here for a moment. Why don't we open this package together? And she, she was like, also, could you take this uh, camera and film me opening this package? <laughs> and so Jane Doe takes the package. She goes, ooh, what do we have here? Let's see. Let's open her up. And, ooh, it's a monkey's paw. And she says, ooh, it looks like it's an authentic monkey's paw. It's got four fingers on it. Ooh, looks like a monkey's paw from an episode of The Simpsons because Ooh. typically monkey's paws have five fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's not God's monkey paw because on The Simpsons because, of course, God on The Simpsons has five fingers. Classic but... Schwartzwelder joke. Yeah, the joke of, because uh, uh, there's nothing funnier than God having five fingers. Good uh, smell. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, she's doing that. She gets a monkey's paw. She's... She's chopping on that uh, Bazooka Joe yep. uh, bubblegum. And gum. her assistant, uh, let's call her uh, Tabitha, asks her, Hey, Tabitha? how do you want it? Uh, oh, yeah, I mean Kathy. <laughs> no, it could be. Kathy could come up later because obviously people who listen to the last episode know that. Isn't it Kat? Kathy's like, Ack, how do you monetize videos on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, true. We can make her the assistant. Yeah, instead of just tap. Yeah, Kathy, like, Ack. I'm trying to make money so I can (laughs) go on a date with Irving. Ack. I need to buy a new bathing suit and lose weight. Ack. Uh, Well, the original intention of the scene was perhaps to have a scene between two women where they talked about something other than a man, but thanks to Kathy's insatiable love of Irving, she has ruined this once again. Look, I want one. They can they can have a conversation that's only partially about. I mean, like I don't know how Bechdel has to go. Like, does the entire conversation have to? No, be- no, no. You couldn't help but put your penis into the scene, could you, Chris? I'm just saying. Like, I thought like for the past the Bechdel test, like you know, they had to have a conversation that wasn't about a man. But I thought a man could like come up, like you know, or whatever. Like they, they're not they're not talking entirely. Well, about Well, I mean, I guess you'd have to. Uh, you would have to assume that a man comes up in all conversations because Jesus Christ and our Lord and Savior is all around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's, he's always in conversation. He's always in conversation with us. Yeah, in conversation with Jesus Christ, uh, which would be 
I think it's like a podcast, maybe like like NPR, like when like uh, Alec Baldwin's not doing "Here's the Thing." They're like, "Well, let's uh get Jesus in there for his show where he talks to like uh you know like Larry David or whatever." It's like uh you know talks about Long Island or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know yeah, but uh yeah, but I mean like look, the very last Kathy comic strip was Kathy and Irving getting married. So Irving is a big part of the Yeah, Kathy. it sounds like a real exciting ceremony. Big part of the Kathy, sort of like a, the Cathiverse. It's Irving. It's the trying ca- to. Lo- I think it's called the Catheter. <laughs> Maybe it is, but it's like Irving uh, trying to lose weight to fit into a bathing suit, saying "ack," and of course, chocolate. Those are all. That's like the the Mount Rushmore of Kathy, uh, is those four things. So like, I figured they all had to be hit in this conversation that she's gonna have with Jane Doe. Uh, but like you know, oh so who also who are you gonna cast as Kathy? Who's gonna step in? I thought it was Kathy? just gonna be animated like Roger Rabbit style. Ooh, that'd be interesting because it's never been seen before. Like we've seen that's Kathy. never been seen before. I mean, with Kathy, <laughs> oh, yeah. obviously. Yeah, with Kathy, it's never been seen before. <laughs> I've seen animation, live action have been mixed many times over. We've all seen Space Jam. We're all millennials here. Yeah, we've we're all, all Wayne seen... Knight fans. We're all Michael yeah. Jordan fans. Yeah. We're all Bugs Bunny fans. We all love. Uh, the Danny DeVito. Yeah. We all love Juicy Fruit. Sure, why not? We all love uh, Muggsy Bogues and Sean Bradley's acting chops. Two like basketball players who weren't that good, but are in that movie because one of them is really tall and one of them is really short. Like, Sean Bradley is like famously like a huge bust. Uh, and I'm not talking about like the joke they always do in Naked Gun where a woman with a big chest is like, is this some kind of bust? They say, yes, it is very impressive. They did it both in the TV show Police Squad and in the movie Naked Gun. But... I mean, solid. like he was like, um, it was a solid joke. I, I mean, they they went. To I the mean, Bugsy Bogues might not be that great on the uh, court. Pretty funny in Space Jam. Uh, I don't know about that, but like I'm saying, it's got like, a funny line read on "I love my mama." Yeah, it's true. That is true. And of course, there's a scene where Charles Barkley longingly looks through a chain link fence while Basketball Jones plays because he wants to play hoops, but he can't. He's Dude, lost, Basketball he Jones, his, Basketball Jones his, is the real star of that movie. He's lost his mojo. I think that's what happens. Yeah. Isn't it great that Austin Powers 2 and Space Jam have the exact same plot? <laughs> and, and yeah, I remember when uh, Austin Powers... Well, I guess Mini-Me is sort of like the little alien guys before they take the special powers like from just mini me oh yeah i see what you're saying because like they're little they're little guys okay so anyway they, uh yeah. so they have a monkey's paw kathy mm-hmm. and jane doe and jane's like what do you think i should wish for and kathy's like act chocolate <laughs> Ack, yeah so like they get a monkey's paw and they immediately know that it's for <laughs> wishing purposes like they know like there's no instructions or anything they just know oh got a monkey's paw in the mail only one thing to do with this make wishes on it <laughs> I mean, what, do we do they live in a universe where monkey's paws are 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 non-existent? I mean, I guess like the famous, I believe the guy's name was W. W. Jacobs who wrote the monkey's paw. Mm. I guess it's probably www. <laughs> uh, good old Richard Card, who has the occasional role in that show. I don't, although he's apparently on some new show now, so he's still acting. I was actually so, referencing the website for the fil- Bruce Willis film Last Man Standing, but sure. I was thinking of the TV show Last Man Standing, like Tim Allen. Oh, uh, keyword Last Man Standing. It's on. A, that's kind of it is tricky that like the TV show and the movie have this, like the same name or whatever. I bet the Last Man Standing website is like Fox.com/slash Last Man Standing. Probably, but but uh, I mean, also there's also was uh, there's the wrestling match concept of Last Man Standing too. Mm, plus, there's just the uh, 
I mean, you'd have to go, if you went to Wikipedia, you'd have to go to Disambiguation, Last Man Standing. You'd have to get disambiguated because yeah. it's uh, too ambiguous to begin with. But anyways, yeah. Kathy's like, yeah, wish for chocolate, ack, chocolate, ack, 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 chocolate, chocolate, ack. And uh, Jane says, for you, Kathy, uh, anything. She's like, uh, I wish for a big old box of chocolate. And then the next thing we know, somebody's knocking on the door, and it's a uh, uh, chocolate delivery man. He's like, uh, got, uh, it's, it's a man made of chocolate. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's a real monkey's paw twist situation. <laughs> and they say, well, what are we going to do? Well, this man's made of chocolate, and we asked for chocolate. Let's uh, get to it. And they start eating him. <laughs> he screams in pain. <laughs> yeah. And we watch, not unlike the uh, French horror film Raw, about uh, a, a girl who mm. becomes a cannibal after eating like uh, raw meat in a hazing ritual at her college. Uh, um, they start eating him. Jane Doe and Kathy. Jane Doe, the sensible hero of the film, <laughs> starts eating a chocolate man alive. <laughs> and we watch this man be eaten in his entirety. <laughs> and then Kathy says, Ack, I can't believe I ate that much chocolate. Ack. <laughs> It's swimsuit season. <laughs> She's much more concerned with the amount of chocolate that she ate as opposed to eating a um, chocolate man. Because, like, she's got to fit in her, like, uh, bathing suit for the summer. Ack. <laughs> you know, and Jane, Doe, Jane Doe's like, that gives me an idea. <laughs> and she goes back to her computer and she realizes that Seth is in the building with her. Did she know that already? I think he's out of the building now. I think he's chasing down the uh, dipshit Giuseppe has, has been oh, plastic, he's been plastic surgery. And in the last scene, Seth was following dipshit Giuseppe. Uh, there's a bomb attached to like the president, and they're at the Staples Center. Uh, yeah, that reminds which, me. Of, all right, fine. She says that's that reminds me. I gotta turn on the Los Angeles Clippers game. They're at a Clippers is, game, right? Which is yeah, 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 yeah. Clippers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're the Clippers. Yeah. Although I think they were saying they're at CIA headquarters, so I guess Seth is going to be trying to follow Dipshoot Giuseppe across the entire United States to get to Los Angeles, because Dipshoot Giuseppe is on his way to assassinate the president. Who else well, the president's at a Clippers game. He's got a, he's got his bomb vest on. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a, we're not saying the vest is the bomb. No, no, no. I am saying the vest is bomb.com. Ooh. And when we say the bomb, we're not talking about the hot sauce from Hot Ones, the um, YouTube show where uh, oh, <laughs> uh, hot guests and even hotter wings, or hot questions and even hotter wings. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's the way uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. Uh, ack. But <laughs> this episode over. <laughs> Almost. So so, like, so Jane realizes something. Yeah, she, Jane, she, has she a realizes that she needs to get to the stadium. Yeah, which uh, is like across country. But fortunately, the CIA has a, a, a scientist named Seth Brundle who is working on a teleportation yes. machine. It's always good in your movies. This is just a screenwriting tip to have two characters that have the same name. Well, Seth Brundle is Jeff Bobble's character from The Fly. So I, gonna, I know. We're going to have a, tel- a teleportation. Uh, well, you could have changed his name a little to, like, fine. Meth Brundle. Meth Mundle will be his name. Mundle Fly, great. Oh, no, what we'll do? Uh, Beth Brundle. Now it's a lady who is following the footsteps of her father, Seth uh, Brundle. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, okay, so this also takes place in the in the fly universe. 
Yep, the Flyaverse. Uh, and we're not talking about the Sugar Ray song Fly, even though Mark <laughs> McGrath is the, pre- the Vice President of the United States. Or no, he's the President. <laughs> That's played by Flea. No, I think that the President is Sugar Ray, not Mark McGrath. Yeah, well, yeah, Sugar Ray, a.k.a. Mark McGrath, I assumed. President Ray. President Ray, uh, played by Flea. Vice President Chris Gaines, played by Garth Brooks. Who is uh, reprising his role of Chris Gaines from the Chris Gaines album and the episode of Saturday Night Live where Garth Brooks was the host and Chris Gaines was the guest and they made a bunch of jokes. I think it was Tracy Morgan making a bunch of jokes to, uh, about how he had heard uh, Chris Gaines was gay and uh, <laughs> Garth Brooks was like, oh no, uh, I think that was the premise. This might be more hearsay and uh, I sort of I sort of zoned out while you were describing whatever the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I was talking about when Garth Brooks hosted, uh, Garth Brooks wears jeans in a way I would call unflattering. That's okay. That popped into my head. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, fuck uh, this, we're done. So, yes. <laughs> So Jane realizes that she needs to get to the stadium because uh, eating a chocolate man reminded her of eating nachos. And she's like, I got to go eat nachos at the stadium. And so with that, we cut back to Seth. Uh, yep, he's, he's chasing down Dipshu Giuseppe. They're both drive, driving wacky racers. No, wait, Jesus. what's the... Uh, Jesus. Them in hot air balloons, like, in, around the world in 80 days. They're chasing each other down in hot air balloons, like, Oh, I'll get you. Come back here with my show, she says. <laughs> yeah, so now it's in the, uh, the universe of the end of an episode of TV Funhouse. Yep. Uh, indeed. The uh, ambiguity gate. You all get show. That's good comedy for 2019. Uh, okay. Uh, yep, we passed so... the Bechdel test. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think we did. I don't nope. know the rules, but I say Kathy and um, Jane had a conversation that wasn't entirely about a man. So, Except for the fact that they wished a man would be there. They wished for chocolate. It just happened to come in the form of a man who they ate. That's very feminist, eating a man made of chocolate. It's the most feminist thing that ever happened. All right. This is the end of yep. the episode. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, and as always, apologies to Gabber Media for what we're doing to them and their network. We are very sorry that you uh, created the sign up to this, and every week you let us keep putting out episodes is a um, testament to your infinite patience. Um, we're on Twitter at CNM, rate a B. Uh, also, individual Twitters, if you want to yell at us personally, I'm Chris X Morgan. I'm at M. Shipkowitz. And uh, so, yeah, you know, podcast is in all the podcast places. If you want to rate and subscribe, be greatly uh, appreciated. Uh, and that that's 25 episodes. Where does the time go? <laughs> yep. Uh, we got to please start wrapping up this. This is the part of the movie where people start looking at their watches like, yeah. oh, boy, another yeah. 40 minutes. I mean, a lot of crazy stuff's happening, but... This is still a bit much, yeah. So, uh, speaking of wrapping things up, it's time to uh, wrap up our penises to have sex. <laughs> and then, uh, after we wrap up this episode of Chris and Matt, write a blockbuster. We'll see you next week in hell.